This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the county result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything. From which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However... When it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's fine for me, mate. You crack on. It's fine for it's fine for me now. I know this will be controversial, but it's not even about promotion anymore. I just want to have a normal poo. I just want to have a normal week. Ah, oh, oh, hello, welcome. What's going on? How are you doing? What's your right, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. 
Stress levels yeah. are peaking, but maybe not so much now. I guess we'll talk about that in a bit. But yeah, uh. I, I, I can't handle it. I've had enough. I'm, I'm done with it all. I don't know. If, I don't know if this football business just nah. I wish I'd gone and supported rugby instead of something. Now, <laughs> oh, it's too much. All too much. It's killing me. It's honestly, it's an absolute nightmare, isn't it? I've never. All the years of supporting county, I've never had anything like this in my life. It's too, like I say, it's too much. Uh, it's going to be like this every um, season now. It's horrible. Ah, oh, it's not going to be like this every season. We'll talk about why it's too much later. Um, but yeah, have you, is that your intro? Is it done? Is that it? Yeah, I've got, I've got, right. I'm running on empty this week, mate. Fair dues, fair dues. Do you know what? It's because a couple of weeks ago you did your best ever intro. You set the bar so high, I thought it can. Can't go below that now, but maybe next yeah, week. But then after I did that intro, our, our form like kind of dipped after I did that intro. Oh, were you putting so, it down to that? Are you? Yeah. I thought I'd got, yeah, that, this is what happened when you try, Nick. Fair dues, fair dues. Um, right, tonight, what have we got for tonight? Well, who said that? Who, who's, whose catchphrase was that? Do you remember that? Who's, who used to say that? Yours now. Well, it's mine now. Fred Talbot can, uh, can yeah. do one. Oh yeah, of course he can, for obvious reasons. But what was it? Not Michael Barrymore? Was that what he said? Is he like chucked another person in the pool? Another unsuspecting <laughs> victim? No, no. Was... <laughs> uh, right, we're going to talk about Wrexham. We're going to talk about Torquay last night as well. Uh, we're going to talk about those and the pitch and the march and all these other things uh, with John Kieran. John Kieran joins us later on. Um, but first, we're going to talk to Luke from Talking Shaman about Sunday's crucial match for both of us, aren't we, Nick? What, and what 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 do we get if we win? If we, Will if we, we get if we get a draw? Well, if we avoid defeat, we're going to get promotion. So good. I'm glad you mentioned promotion because talking of promotion, this week's podcast is sponsored by another Stockport team in fine form, Video Arcade Machine Manufacturer Arcade. Wow. I, I can tell you, look, this is your favourite part of the show now, Ross. I can it tell. Is. I love it. You're I love just it. Waiting for, him, for me to fall off the cliff halfway through, aren't you? No. They're premium quality, brand new retro style arcade machines are popular in homes and businesses and come with over 15,000 games including such classics as Space Invaders, Pac-Man and Donkey Kong. You can see all their machines and even arrange a visit to their Stockport showroom at arcadewild.co.uk or see the link in the description on our YouTube page. And as part of our collaboration, county fans can get a £50 discount by using code TSBW at the checkout. And if delivery is for the Northwest, you can select Collect as your delivery option and Arcade World will deliver and install it for free, saving you a further 99 quid. And we get a share of that as well. So visit Stockport's very own arcadewow.co.uk and save 149 quid now. Lovely. I didn't stuff. mean to sound threatening at the end. Now. <laughs> yeah, do it now. Um, good stuff. Like it. And I'll be looking forward to the, the repeat of that on in the middle of the show. Um, before we do get Luke out, um, I just want to say Luke runs a channel a bit, bit much like ours uh, for, for Halifax. Is it Halifax Town anymore? Is it FC Halifax? Um, but I've got to say, he's a young lad, and he's, he's, I think he's only just started on this, and we'll, we'll get to know him in a, in a second, but his content is really, really good. And he puts us, the late 30s, early 40s people, to shame. So let's get him out, and let's meet Luke. 
Evening. Evening. You okay, mate? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's going to be a tough game, isn't it, on Sunday? Yeah, for who? For you or us? I don't really like to talk about that, to be honest. <laughs> it's quite, quite an awkward game, isn't it, for both point of views? Like, if we win, get to see us celebrate and love life. With If you win, we get to see your 10,000 or so fans celebrating. Yeah. Well, obviously, we we you know you know you know where our sort of uh, where our thinking is from from a from a Halifax point of view. Um, I know you're you're fourth at the minute, aren't you? On yeah. is that on goal scored or goal difference? Um, goal difference. Goal difference. So you're you're aiming to get obviously get third from Solly Hull. What's the what is the sort of the mentality of the fans? Is it we need to get third, or are you happy just being in the playoffs? Not I don't want to sound disparaging there, as in. Yeah. But you're you happy that you're in the playoffs and you 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 know you got a shot at that. You know what? At the start of the season, I think the whole whole of our fan base would have said, "Yes, yeah, seventh. We'd take seventh. We'd take fourth, definitely." But um, after the course of the season, and because we've been in the top three for so long uh, throughout the season, when you look at our home form as well and how strong that is in the league, I think it is crucial that we do get a win or even a point against Stockport on Sunday, like a point. I'd rather Stockport got promoted than Wrexham, to be totally honest. So, yeah, a point uh, would probably suit us both fine as long as uh, Bournemouth can do us a favour against Solihull. So, what's what's the thinking? Let, let's let's just delve into that then. What What's the thinking? Why Why do you want us to get promoted over Wrexham? What, what have you got against Wrexham? To be honest, <laughs> every club has a set of fans, don't they, who in the last month about the club... Uh, you know, put other clubs down like Halifax Town when you look at our attendances compared to the likes of Stockport and Wrexham. But Wrexham fans, I'm, I can't, I, you never hear the end of it, do you, with their fans? And you're also English too, so yeah, you prefer the English. Over the <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Yeah, I mean, we, I, I, I must admit, before this little tussle that we've had with Wrexham, I didn't really mind their fans. And and we get on really well with the two podcasts, you know, Rob Ryan yeah. Red and Phyllis in, De- in Devotion. But the amount of shit that we've had from the Wrexham fans just, just tweeting us randomly and searching for our stuff, it's, it's almost bordering on weird. And the way that they've carried on in terms of trying to catch us and things, and it's desperation. It feels like desperation. Um but we're not here. We're not here to talk about Wrexham. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we've got we've already got a comment here. You know, Ian Dowden, who's a friend of the show, watches every week. Put that you put Russ and you put uh, sorry, you put me and Nick to shame. Um, you absolutely do, mate. I love I love what you're doing. Appreciate that. Um, so yeah, so what what can we expect on Sunday from your lot? Because we we all know about Matty Warburton. Matty Warburton's a legend for us. I don't know if you. I don't know if you know that. And I, you know, yeah, I've, I've heard course. a lot on social media. I must admit, Stockport fans saying, you know, begging him not to have a good game on Sunday and remember what he did at Stockport because I believe was it when you were in the National League North, he was one of yeah. your best players. I believe and yeah. got promoted and won against Uneaton. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he, he left. He left us as well with um, on good terms as well because he went up to Northampton, uh, down to Northampton, and he or up as in leagues, but down as in geography. Um, uh, to Northampton in the, in the league, then he so he sort of left on good terms with us. And he fired, he fired us to the titles, like and, and then left at the end of his contract. Like, fair enough, like and he's just done well for himself since. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be nice. It's gonna be two, two county county promotion celebrations in a row that Matty Warburton has been present at. That'll be nice for him on Sunday, won't it? Fingers <laughs> crossed. 
He's been class for us, to be honest. That when, when he first signed was, you know, I had loads of Stockport fans messaging me saying he'll fire you into the playoffs. I can guarantee that. After a couple of games, I, I was a little disappointed with how he turned out. And then again, Stockport when we won three 0 which I'm guessing you don't really want to talk about too. Much. No, no. Well, he had a wonderful game, and ever since then, he's been probably our best player throughout the season. Yeah. So going going back to that game when you won three 0 I I think. Did Warburton score the first? It was a, yes, was it a free, 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 free kick. Free kick. Like, I, I kind of knew because because right, ben, I would keep a Ben Inchliff, uh, Golden Glove, two years on the trot or something like that. Um, he's absolutely, honestly, he's brilliant. But every now and again, he'll concede. He will, he will concede a free kick on his side of the of the goal, even though there's a wall on the other side. And as soon as Matt, I mean, the way we were playing as well, when, when Matty Warburton stepped up to take that free kick. I said to my mates, that to me, I went, what you this watch this, this is going in. Because we weren't playing well anyway. Um and, and obviously he did and, and you absolutely battered us. From that team that that you that you put out, has it changed much? To be honest, it probably has. Like at the start of the season, we lost the first game against Maidenhead, and I don't know if you've seen, but our recruitment from our point of view, we thought we were pretty poor at the start of the season, you know, like to Jordan Slew. I think it's got like eleven girls in as many years or something like that anyway. <laughs> Billy Waters only scored five goals with Torquay the previous season. So we weren't too confident, but they were like mini signings that we made like as the season progressed when we've needed. For example, Zach Dernley, he came from Oldham and he's been class every time he comes off from the bench. Uh, we've got a few mini signings, but also we had Elliot Newby as well. He was back at you now, isn't he? He, he was pretty good, didn't really break into the team. Would have liked to have seen him play for us a bit longer, but yeah, he's having a good game at you now. Um. I'd say the playing style has slightly changed. I think it, it feels a bit more confident now and we're a lot more consistent than the start of the season. So, yeah, it, it will be a bit of a different game, but I'd probably expect Stockport to keep the majority of the ball and us to play on the break. Yeah. I was well. You've kind of answered minute's question, really. Which is what? What sort of style do you play? I mean, we do, we do like, we do have, play, we play possession, especially at home. I mean, we did it against Wrexham away for the first 25, 30 minutes, and then they just absolutely, um, they absolutely caned us. Which will, which we're 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 going to have a bit of a therapy session about that when you've gone. Um, <laughs> Let's talk, talk about Wrexham us. We've lost on both occasions, and that oh, away it wasn't. We lost three one, but we got absolutely battered. I think Al McLean summed it up correctly. We like men against boys. Yeah, that was on the telly, wasn't it? Was that, yeah. was that on the telly? Yeah, I remember watching that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, are you? So, is your sort of thinking then that you would you you know like you just said you will play on the break and you expect us to have lots of the ball? Probably, to be honest, I've, it's quite hard to say. Like, because I think that's if it, if we only needed a point, then we're definitely playing on the break, but. Depends how like Soliel and Bournemouth are doing. Like if we're let's say it's nil nil at half time and Soliel uh, it's still nil nil in the Bournemouth game, you'd probably think, oh, we're going to have to come and attack you in the second half because Soliel have a lot better goal difference than us. Uh, but yeah, I think the this playing style to start the game, the you know the plan A would probably be to play on the break. If you would like to have Billy Waters, Jordan Slew, because to be honest, against players like Sarkovic in midfield. Uh, Crankshaw, all, all these quality players in the midfield for Stockport, they're gonna out, they're gonna outwork us in the midfield, and we need to be prepared for just playing on the break. I would probably say. Yeah, I think you've probably you're probably well. I say this, you might get. I, mean, I don't want to talk like I'm obviously we're, we're we're massive and stuff, but you you'll probably have some joy in the final third more than you will in this in the centre third because we have yeah. got Sarsavik, Collar, Crowsdale. 
and Andy Cannon, all four played last night. Yeah, um, Andy Cannon. yeah so... Um, yeah, so it, sh- it should be an interesting game. Um, Solly Hull are playing Boreham Wood, as you said. Um, I don't know how you fared against them this season. I've not really checked, but um, the, the two of the most um, containing uh, anti-football sort of teams, I would say. Yeah, um, so I, it wouldn't surprise me if that was nil-nil or 1-1. It could be something like that. Like at the start of the season, I looked at Solio and they were just very good defensively. Same with Ball and Wood. And they were yeah. winning games like 1-0, 2-0. Uh, I had a Solio fan on the other week and he said over the season they've progressed and more just outscoring teams. And to be honest, yeah, I'd probably agree with you. Probably a one-all or a nil-nil or something like that. So we probably do need to win at Stockport. And I don't want to get my hopes up, but I have a feeling I am quite confident going uh, to Edgeley Park. I don't know why. I just think the pressure's more on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess so. I get, but the, I think from, from our perspective, we don't need to win. A point will do us. Um, and if we play like... But, we did but against... that's the thing. If you go into the game with that attitude, no, like, no. a point will do us, that's when, that's when shit gets scary. Yeah, but I don't think we will. I think I think we will go into that game as Chelliner goes into every game, which is get to sixty or seventy minutes and be on the front foot and be ahead. And if he's not, if we're not, then he, he has to deal with it at that point. I don't think we're going to play for a draw. Absolutely not. Um, I'd like um, I'd like that goals that goal cushion. You know. Yeah, I, I take a draw as long as we as long as it's a last minute equaliser and we're one 0 up for most of the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. That type of thing. I don't, yeah. I don't want the jeopardy. I've I had enough jeopardy over the last like four days. Yeah. Done. Um, just another comment here, Chrissy. And fair play to Luke. As well spoken and looks more comfortable speaking than Russ and Nick. Cheers. Keep up the good work, mate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like it's like our own listeners and watchers don't even like us. So don't know what's going on. But to be fair, I remember early on in the season, um, I put something on this National League forum. You had Stockport fans going on about my squeaky voice and everything. <laughs> and recently, uh, you're getting lo- Stockport fans have probably been the most positive fans towards my channel. So yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, just goes to show people people can be absolute dickheads just because the yeah. team is doing shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, nice one. Um, so yeah, so you got Warby. What, what's Billy? Is Billy obviously? I was going to say is Billy Waters a threat, but that's. I mean, that's an obvious one. Do you want to tell us a bit more about Billy Waters and how he's played? I know I'd say it's because he does more. He just worked his socks off. He's not someone that particularly likes to take a load of players on. He's he's not. A, I would not so saying he's not a match winner, but he's in the right positions in the right area. So he's good at you know your tappings. I know that in the reverse fixture, he, he were played in one on one, but. You know, it corners and everything. He finds, like, although because it's quite small, he'll find somewhere in the box where, you know, it could be there in case it, it drops. And he's very good at holding the ball up. And when you think of his size, it's quite remarkable. But he does give uh, defenders, you know, the nightmare. And he, he's good at creating space for the likes of Warburton and Jordan Slew who play around him. And that's what's something I think Stockport, if Dave Shannon is looking um, into Halifax, you'd probably look at Billy Waters and not particularly try and mark him, but try and look at the likes of Warburton because I think Billy Waters' aim is to try create space when the opportunity arises, that's when he'll, he'll score goals because we've seen in previous games, for example, Chesterfield at home, the commentators were saying, oh, Billy Waters is not getting in the game. I disagreed with that. I think he was just creating space for other players and that's something that I could see him doing against Stockport, which allows Warburton and Slew to get space in behind. 
Yeah, good shout, good shout. Hopefully, hopefully our uh, massive performance analysis team and tactics team are watching this uh, and, and taking this on board. I like it. Um, yeah, so it sounds a bit like um, someone said, Ian Downer said it like, sounds a bit like our Paddy Madden because our Paddy Madden works his absolute yeah. socks off, doesn't he? And he's always, um, apart from the reverse picture, he nearly scored, hit the bar, but every time he plays against us, he loves to score a goal. I remember last season at the Shea. Uh, when it was on, I think it was on the live streams. I think he scored two quality goals, and the goals were just, you know, you could just tell football league ability. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Okay, uh, how, how many are you expecting to bring on Sunday? Because I heard that we'd give you a thousand and they weren't sold, they weren't quite sold yet. They, they will be sold out. Um, to be honest, I think we have mixed emotions about this. Uh, we've only got one coach going, but. We sold 970 tickets uh, by Tuesday. Right. But also going back on general sale on Saturday, so I think we'll probably easily sell out. But yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a cracking atmosphere, isn't it? On both parts, we'll have a sort of away end, try do our bit and create a bit of noise. But Stockport fans will be doing the exact same, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, we will. We, we, last last night against Torquay, we had the railway end, which I think is what where you're going to get. It's behind the goal. It's an open terrace. Um, which I'm sure you know, but um, yeah, we, we quite kind of like that ourselves, but it's obviously not to be. Um, right, finally then, score predictions. This is hard. I'm going to stop. <laughs> um, you know what? It's quite tough. I'm, I'm going to go 2-0 Halifax. I just have a feel. I think it's 0-0 half time. Uh, we'll score early on in the second half. Stop will put a lot of pressure on us and we'll score late on in the game, 2-0. But yeah, um, mixed emotions going into that game. I think it depends how it starts. Right. Good. I like. I like it, the answer. It's just. It's just watched me having a breakdown for twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit more to add to your breakdown on Sunday. I feel sick. Uh, love it. I love it. Um, right. Brilliant. Uh, we won't. We won't do our score predictions. I'm coming on your show tomorrow, so I'll. Yeah. I'm sure you'll ask me the same question. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'll say, well, I'll, I'll save it till tomorrow. I'll save it till tomorrow. People can watch that. Um, right, Luke, thank yeah. you so much for coming luck, on. It's been an, no problem. Cheers. Good luck on your hope to get back into the Football League. Hopefully you can do it on Sunday and we can join you through the playoffs. Cheers, mate. Appreciate it. And good See luck you. as well after in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Cheers, mate. See you See later. You. Bye. There we go. Very well spoken, yeah. young man. Yeah, better than this shy, isn't it? <laughs> oh, that's, well, oh, that's, that's a normal now. Yeah, I think we need to get back to the drawing board and learn some tips off Luke. I was really good, and he's what I think he's fifteen. I mean, yeah, that's the future. I think in it between Luke and Co- and like having Cody Johnson sat in front of me at Wrexham, I've never <laughs> felt so old in my whole life. <laughs> Oh, oh, I like it. Now. Um, right, John Kieran's uh, with us. I'll, we'll get him out in a second. I just wanted to mention, please do like the video. Um, we've got 15 likes at the minute. So if you are watching on, well, if you're watching, just please hit the like button and subscribe if you haven't already. And also, if you're watching back on the um, recorded YouTube video after, we have now got a super thanks button. So you can actually... Uh, click that and donate some cash if you really like what we're doing and you'll get a mention and we'll mention you and things like that. Uh, you don't have to, um, but it'd be nice if, if if you did, I guess. 
you can do the mentioning, Russ. I think you should you should do the mentioning. It's yeah, we there when it comes from you. Yeah, and you well you do the uh, you do the um, the sponsors one, don't you? So I'll do I'll do that if anyone if anyone does that. Um, right, shall we get uh, John Kieran on the show? We've got we've got we've got a transition for John. We've got a transition for John Kieran as well. Look at this. Journal's view. Hi, John. Very good. Very oh, yeah. good. I like that. Evening, boys. <laughs> Evening. Um, I suppose you are a journalist, aren't you? Are you just, yeah. Media well, man, journalist. Yeah. I mean, that's um, that's my background. That's my training. So, uh, yeah, I'll fall back on it quite often. Fair dues, fair dues. Um, so, yeah, what we were going to talk about, um, we were going to talk about the Wrexham match. Um, I'm laughing. That's, that's a nervous laugh. That's a, that's a, like, I'm on a breakdown laugh. By the way, um, and Torquay, and we're going to cover. We're going to talk a bit about the pitch and the and the fan matches and anything else we want to talk about um, county wise. Um, so yeah, so should we start? Should we start with the Wrexham match? Yeah, because I mean it can only improve from there, can't it? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm happy to happy to start there. Um, right. I, I, you know, like I think, like everybody else, I I, I kind of shared that nervousness going into the game. I, I, I think I was worried about it from the outset. I think with the the suspensions, one or two of the lads looking a bit leggy, the way that, in fairness, they've been performing at home uh, is a concern. Um, and, and I think I was worried about that game going in anyway. Um, and in the end, you know, we, we, I was going to say we didn't turn up. We, we, we didn't do enough. We, we started okay, but we didn't do enough to, to, to justify getting anything out of the game. But... Um, in my heart of hearts, did I expect to go there and win? I don't think I did, actually. Um, so, I, you know, I always thought it was going to be a tough test. I think their front two were absolutely on fire at the minute. Um, and, yeah, it was it was always going to be a tall order, I think, going there and getting anything. So um, it wasn't a, wasn't a huge surprise. Um, I thought the reaction in some quarters was a bit strong because, you know, you, you, you've got to bear in mind, Travelling to a place like Wrexham and uh, a team that's on the run of form that they're on, it was always going to be a, a big ask for us. But um, yeah, it was a disappointing day at the office. But to see us bounce back in the way we have done is is, is terrific. Yeah. Okay. Before we go to Torquay, let's stick with Wrexham. Let's let's uh, let's have a bit of a therapy session about it um, <laughs> <laughs> because as I must because I've got to say, as a fan. Um, that's got to be right up there with one of the worst experiences I've had in supporting County. Um, you know, Nick, you were there as well. We were stood, we were stood, just getting absolutely goaded by the away uh, by the home fans, and we just had to sit there or stand and just just take it. It was it was horrific. What, what say you, Nick? Well, I, I won't say it was horrific. Horrific, horrific was like getting gub six one at Alfreton. That was horrific, and the seven nil gubs they were horrific. Yeah, like, yeah no, this, but this I mean, was just like a, a little blip on the, a little bump in the road. This, like, no, yeah, but still, I'm talking. We still came out of it knowing it was in our hands. So I, I, I was quite yeah. like zen about it. Was she? Because I mean, granted, yeah. but when, when we got beat by Alfreton, we didn't have what. 8,000 other fans just looking at us for the whole of the match. You're not uh, going to see him again, Ross. It's all right, mate. No. I I say what they want about your, your little head. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about it. I want to talk about it. But yeah, as a, as a fan, it was just, 
it, it was it was horrible. It was really, really horrible. That's I take it to, you know, take on board everything you said, John. Um I think if we t- if we take one or two of those chances, just take one of any of those chances, it's a different match in it in the first 25, 30 minutes. Um yeah, and, and funny enough, what you say about the the environment there, I think it is is very true. I mean, you, you know, you like to see your fans behind a goal at an away game. It just it, it just suits, you know. At least for, for at least forty five minutes, you know, you're kicking towards them, but you know, squirreled away in that corner like they are. And and, and you're right. I mean, I had exactly the same experience because the press bench that we sit on, it's just all away fans immediately behind you and all all the way back up to the back of the stand. And it is, um, they use it to their advantage. It's quite an intimidating atmosphere. It's not a great yeah. place to be as a visiting fan. And um, having said that, I've got a lot of time for, for Rex. I'm, you know, the people who are still there from the old days, I'm talking, you know, people like Garrett and the secretary and so on. You know, some lovely people there. And um, yeah, I, I do wish them all the best, actually. I, I think it's a, a really good club. And um, it's obviously been transformed by by what's happened to them. Um but you know the end of this Netflix drama is probably not going to be the ending that that, that they wanted. Wait, I've just broke my pen. Have you? <laughs> Was it exp- is it an expensive pen? No, it's a very cheap Ibis Hotels one. Oh right. Yeah, <laughs> like oh nice. Yeah. I don't think that you'll be getting any of you to do the voiceover for the adverts anytime soon, John. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a contract I've lost there, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Dear me, that's a... luckily I wasn't going to write anything down anyway. I just have it for visual effect to look intelligent. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it wasn't a good day all round. Um, but like you say, there was a bit of an overreaction. And uh, I sometimes I, I I get this, you know, when we when we had Ruskin charge or when we've when we've lost in the past, there seems to be like this this section of the fan base that once you lose everything. Is like the world's going to end, isn't it? You know, we're, we're facing a relegation battle and all this kind of stuff. It's like just have some sort of perspective on the yeah. the bigger picture. Not everything is black and white, folks. I think the players as well have earned. They've got credit in the bank now, and I think they've, they've earned the right to, you know, yeah, to not perform perform week in week out. You're not going to do it, not for every single week of the season. And you consider, you know, we were tenth at languishing. I think is the word in in tenth at Christmas. Um, the run they have been on is incredible. As I say, I think the injuries and suspensions have caught up with us. We we don't yeah. look quite as potent a threat from from open play, um, and, and we certainly didn't at, didn't at Wrexham. But yeah, it's it's. There was an overreaction in some parts, but I tell you what, what's encouraged me, and I was listening to Steve Bellis talking about something the other, the other day about the the fan base at the moment, and the young fans, actually, the 13, 14, 15-year-olds, seem to be the ones who, who are actually sticking with us, um, and they don't go through that kind of melodrama every time there's a defeat. They seem to stick with it, and, and Steve was sort of talking about, um, you know, how great it is to have that cohort of supporters that's come along quite recently has never seen us in the football league. They're, they're a relatively new, new bunch of fans, but I don't think Steve takes enough credit for this because if you think about it, those fans have come, a lot of them will have come because their mums and dads started coming in the nineties when they were 13, 14, 15. And that a lot, you know, again, I don't think Steve takes enough credit for the work that he put in during that period. And that's, why we're now seeing the fruits of that labour. And um, it's a generational thing. And, and we missed a generation because Sale Sharks 
completely squandered all that community work that had been done. But I, I really think Steve, um, he doesn't need, need me to, to, to promote him, but he's, he's um, you know, he did a lot of terrific work during the 90s and that community work, the going into the schools, you know, knocking on doors, treading those pavements, working hard as he did. And, and um, I think it's, it's really, you know, even now, it's still echoing today. And I think that's why we've got that cohort of supporters. And it's really encouraging to see. And they do stick with us as well. Yeah. And, and of course, I mean, we're going to talk about the march later, but I mean, we might also mention it now. It's kind of turbo boosted by the march, yeah. the, the hat is 83, because we've never had that before, have we? And, you know, young, young 13, 14, and 15 year olds that can get on the back of these marches that hat is 83 are doing. That's just, it's just brilliant, that, isn't it? It's it's incredible. I mean, I, I went and watched it again um, before the game last night, and uh, it's just an incredible sight. I was I was stood next to Liam Richardson, and uh, he said he just said as they were walking up um, Mercy and Way, he just said to me, um, "Where is it?" <laughs> All you could see was these plumes of blue smoke, these massive flags and banners, and then of course he said, "Can you see John? Do you or do you need to get on my shoulders?" So, <laughs> Just the usual short ass gags that he, he comes out with. <laughs> it is great to see and the noise as they were coming down the street and it all, you know, it carries on into the ground. I was amazed how, how full the ground was last night so early. And yeah, it's, down to, yeah. it's down to those guys. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, no, it is. Um, yeah, just going back to the Wrexham match and, and sort of my, my selfishness, really. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't stood there angry with the players. I was just stood there like arms crossed all these Wrexham fans looking at us, and I was just thinking, I can't. We can't sing anything back. We just can't. We're three 0 down, and they've, they've got us. They've got us by by the balls, really. Yeah. Um, so as a fan, you, you just can't really react to it. But they have. The players have built up enough credit. But that's but that's credit to them as well, isn't it? Even you know, Wrexham have spoken a lot. Wrexham fans have spoken a lot about catching us up and us us being nervous. Well, they haven't caught us up because now we're on equal games. They're still behind us. I think as as well, I, I made the analogy, it was probably quite a weak one, but I made the analogy in commentary that that game, turning up knowing that actually if we win, we're going to be league, you know, league champions. It was a bit like being in the Wimbledon final and you've got your first match point, but it's against the Federer serve and, and chances are he's going to hold his serve. But yeah. the other chances that you're going to get another opportunity further down the line. So, um, and that comes for us on Sunday. And it's, you know, that'll be on our serve then. And I think, we, you know, it's a, you've got to look at it that way. You, you, you've not, you've no divine right to go to Wrexham and win a football match. No chance. No, no. As much as it had been nice to do it at Wrexham, it, but I, yeah, I understand. Um, so, yeah, just to, just to say as well, we'll probably mention it later, the March as well. Um, oh, sorry, Hatters 83. With, they're doing a very, very big display for the Halifax game, aren't they? So I think they're asking everybody to be in, the seats as early as possible for that as well which if last night is anything to go by then I think um I think I think people will be in the seats ready for that um okay anything from your perspective Nick on the Wrexham game yeah, was it, again it was that, that first hour on top, half hour on top if we score in that first half hour it's a completely different game it's fine margins it's not like 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 John was saying about some of the melodrama that surrounded it just no need whatsoever it was you know, the game turned on the space of about five minutes, really, whereas where we didn't put a couple of chances away and then they did with theirs. Mm. That, that's it. Yeah. Know, obviously, yeah, obviously we're going to go and try and get something and that's when they've, they've hit us again. Just happens. Yeah. That's exactly the difference. And I think, you know, 
they've paid three hundred thousand pounds for a centre forward who got two goals, and and you know that's that's why they've paid that kind of money. But um, but I think you know again we saw the value of Paddy last night as well, so it's um, it yeah. swings and roundabouts. But yeah, we've we've uh, look. It was always going to be a difficult game, so I wasn't. I wasn't massively surprised. Of course, I was disappointed. I wanted to go and win it there, but um, I wasn't massively surprised, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah, same. I think Paddy Madden's about four de- four days from being like our biggest bargain ever. <laughs> Considering people have gone on about, oh, look how much we've spent on Madden. Well, he's he's very close to being a bargain. <laughs> yeah. I mean? Absolutely yeah. right. And I, I think, you know, um, I, I was... I, I, I had a chat with Mark Stott the other day, and he was. Uh, this is this was between the Wrexham game and last night, and uh, so obviously you can imagine the kind of mood he was in. And we got talking about Paddy, and I was saying, look, you know, if if he scores in these last two games, I mean, you know, because Mark Stott's staring down the barrel of, of of possibly another two million quid just to be in the National League for another season. Mm. Um, so you're absolutely right. The investment in Paddy Madden. And a number of other players is is, is is certainly going to be paid back if we go up. Yeah, that's a, a question we got as a comment earlier on. I can't, I won't go back and find it. But what is? I mean, you speak to Stott a lot. I guess I'm guessing what what is his feeling about this running? Is it is he as stressed as we are? Yeah, oh, he's worse. He's way worse. <laughs> it's terrible. You feel like a you feel like a therapist when you're on the phone to him. Yeah, he, he, he was quite. He was quite down after after the Wrexham game and and. Um, I'm not saying it's my job or anybody else's job to lift him. He can do that himself. But um, I was sort of saying, I, I, I used that analogy about the, you know, the tennis analogy. And I, I talked to him about um, the fact that, you know, at Edgeley Park with the fans behind us, it'll be very, very different. And I think, yeah, he, he was in a, he was in a, uh, a bit of a gloomy mood, I, I think after, after Wrexham, but then, you know, who wasn't, but he, mm. he was, uh, it, I'm not saying he needed lifting massively, but he, yeah, he, he can get a bit of a bag on at times. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I, I should imagine so. I should expect so. Uh, but how has, how has he been, uh, like, generally, though? I mean, from maybe, I don't know, from the Grimsby game, shall we say, onwards? Because for me, that's kind of, well, it's a turning point, but there was a there was definitely a moment that, that things started to uh, to go a bit wrong for us. I think like anybody else, he's quite pragmatic in his approach to it. And he thinks that clearly, you know, Luz Sarsovic for... I was going to say three games. It's nearly four because he got sent off in the first half of the Grimsby game. So we've lost him for for all that time. You can see his value since he's come back in. Then to lose Will Collar in the Yeovil game, it just it was one thing after another. The, obviously, the injury to Mac has not helped either. Um, but whilst we've had a dip, it, Wrexham haven't really capitalised on it. You know, no. okay, they closed that gap and they were they were top briefly after after beating us in, in, in the racecourse ground. But um, no, he's been. Uh, I think he's. He's, he's taken more of a long-term view, and I think that's what you, you try to do. And, and, and again, as a commentator, you try to as well, rather than overreact to individual results. And that includes wins as well. Let's not, you know, we don't over-egg the, the, the wins either. Um, I think it's important just to look at that bigger picture. As, as we rightly said earlier, that, you know, the players have earned the, the right to, uh, you know, to not to not win every single week. That It's yeah. not going to happen. Um, and, and I think, you know, the, the, the run that they've been on, to go from tenth at Christmas to to such a healthy lead and, and have bought that that buffer and look anyone who looked at the fixtures, I'm sure all three of us must have looked at those fixtures at the start of the season and said, yeah, great, fantastic set of fixtures. Tell you what, that running's hard though at the end. Yeah, don't fancy yeah. some of these. 
Um, and I, I think if you, when you look back on the season, assuming everything goes the way we want it to go, I think you look at like the one nil wins over Solihull home and away and think, you know, absolutely tremendous results over a side currently sitting in third. Those mm. are the sort of nights that you look back on. And you think, yeah, that's that was a champions performance. That. Yeah, and away at Chesterfield, I've I've yeah. I've looked at I I've looked at the the results in a table that shows home and away. I, I mentioned this on the last week's pod, but all the teams in the bottom half, barring Barnet, I think we've done the double over them. Yeah. Then when you get to the top half, it's a bit more coloured in terms yeah. of in terms of amber, green, and red. So, yeah, I, I wasn't expecting to come through these last games, even with a foot you know full team to 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 pick up three points every match. It's, it's just not gonna it's just not gonna happen. We have got a question here. Does Stock go to the away games? That's the last question about Stock, by the way. We'll come up. We'll come on to John Kieran in a second. Does he go to away games? He certainly doesn't go very often. He did, uh, didn't didn't attend the the Wrexham game. Um, I, I think he, he's got a young family as well, and uh, I know he, he watches his, his his lad playing football quite a bit, so um, tends not to to do right. most of the away games. I'm, I'm, he may have been to one or two, but certainly it tends to just be the home games. Yeah. Fair dues, fair dues. And how is John Kieran doing in all of this? If I have to, if I asked your wife, how has John Kieran been since Crimsby? What would she say? Um, look, yeah, I get. Uh, she does sort of sometimes say to me, I, "I'm not conscious or aware of it," but it's the 24 hours before games that I think I'm at my worst. Um, you know, I, I don't. I, I think. You know, we lost at Yeovil. I was disappointed, but I didn't go home and do a Kurt Zuma. Um, <laughs> but but I've, I have I have a tendency, apparently, to be quite short and snappy. I'm obviously short. Uh, I've got a tendency <laughs> to be quite snappy uh, in the 24 hours before games at the moment. So during this run-in, apparently, I've been a bit tense. And on the mornings of games, I'm, I'm, I'm quite horrific. So, um, yeah, she keeps well out of the way. And... and and rightly so, I would. I, I think I'm just quite irritating when I'm preparing for a game. I do get quite irritated. And the other thing I do, and I wind myself up doing this, like, you know, when you make your notes on the opposition, so obviously I'm prepping like for Torquay, prepping for Halifax, and you start you start researching Torquay, and then you write it down, and you think they've lost two of their last 17, and you think, shit, that's really good, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then you start worrying about them, and you think, two out, what's two out of 17, that's a fantastic, and then you start looking into it, and you think, oh, they had an awful start, but look, they're massively improved since Christmas, and that's Gary Johnson, typical Gary Johnson, really, and he's got them, you know, so that makes the victory over Torquay even better, but you start to worry yourself when you you, you look at the stats and, and go through it. Same with Halifax, and, and you know, Pete Wilde, again, has done a Absolutely incredible job there. The massively punching above their weight. So, um, yeah, you do start to worry yourself just by doing that bit of research. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's. It, I, I think those that twenty four hours before a game, I, I'm not the best. I'm all right today, but yeah, Saturday, Saturday. Night, yeah, yeah, probably won't be the best. Just just stick the Eurovision on and forget about it. Have a couple of beers. <laughs> Even worse. <laughs> Daz isn't in it again, is he? Is Daz... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> representing <laughs> Belarus again. <laughs> um, so on, on to the Daz asked us to do a song with him, didn't he, Ross? Yeah, he has, yeah. Just, then, yeah. Never, then we never heard anything again. So I think he, he must have received the tapes we sent across, the samples <laughs> of our singing. And I just thought, nah, give it a miss. I'm up for doing that, though, if he wants to, if he wants to do that. Oh, um, I'd, I'd, yeah, I've never wanted to do anything more than that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
onto the Torquay game then. And you just mentioned about like only lost two in seventeen. I heard that that after, over th- over the last thirty games they were sixth in the form table. And so it's it's things that you, as I say when you do your research, you suddenly spot that Gary Johnson was manager of the month the previous month. Yeah. And you say, oh, how was that? How's <laughs> Gary Johnson got manager of them? So you, you start worrying about stuff like that, then, don't you? You know, unnecessarily so. But you do yeah. you start um, tying yourself up in knots. So uh, yeah, yeah, it, they, they've been on a great run. They've got some. They have got some very good players. But um, yeah, I, I thought. I mean, Dave Challen has said it himself, didn't he? It'd be an absolute travesty if we hadn't won that game. We, we yeah. thoroughly deserved that, that three points. Yeah, I, I thought I wouldn't say we we made them look ordinary, but. We weren't in any danger until the end, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you listen. I don't know if it's gone out yet. I did an interview with Andy Cannon after the game. And, of course, he'd been substituted midway through the second half. I thought he was terrific, by the way. Great performance yeah. from him. And I just said to him, uh, oh, was it a bit tense at the end, particularly when they hit the bar? And he went, did they? Did you miss that? And he went, oh, I didn't know they'd hit the bar. No. <laughs> so I don't know what he meant. over here. <laughs> so he's completely missed that. But um I mean fair, I don't think Ben had a meaningful meaningful save to make all night, did he? And uh, no. I mean even the one that hit the bar, it's, it was a, a weird one. It probably wouldn't have gone in, but um but yeah, it's a fantastic performance. And and if it finished three 0 I don't think anyone would have complained on the Torquay side. Yeah. But isn't that that's testament to how good we are, isn't it? When we when we play like that, it felt like I wouldn't say we were only in first gear, but we didn't take our chances. Oh, oh, okay. The keeper made some good saves, you know, fair play. Um, and they, like I say, over the last 30 games, sixth in the ta- sixth in the form table. Mm. It just felt like, I, I was really pleased with, with the result last night, even though it only was 1-0. Um, what I didn't realise, and I, obviously I was there, didn't they play the last 20 minutes with 10 men or 10 minutes with 10 men? Yeah, they'd, they'd used all the subs and then uh, uh, the captain got injured, didn't he? Um Armani Little I picked yeah. up a knock. It's quite an innocuous one. I didn't see anybody near him, but yeah, he couldn't carry on. So they they ended the game with ten men. So they, the 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 thing is again <laughs> comes back to research. So I'm looking through my notes. All oh, the twelve of their wins have come in the last ten minutes of games this season. So you start, you know, so even within the commentary, you start winding yourself up. So yeah, it, it's it's it, it's easily done, but. Um, yeah, it would have been a travesty if we'd lost. And I t- what was interesting, I know you sort of say things sometimes, myself and, and Sam Byrne was alongside me last night, and you, you, you're commentating on the game and you're looking at the fact that we've got so much of the ball. And, but a lot of the times we had the ball in wide areas and I kept saying in commentary the crosses were kind of loopy, floppy, yeah. no real purpose in them. And I, I just felt the players maybe were... Um, Maybe it's a little bit of nerves. I'm not sure really, but they were just putting balls into areas, and and we didn't, you know, we haven't got a Scott Quigley up there. We didn't have Courtney Duffus up there, so the, these balls were quite aimless. But when we did put some quality in, and it was fizzed in hard and low, there's Paddy to slot in the back of the net, and it was nice to hear Dave Challenger in his interview sort of echo what we've been saying in commentary, say, yeah, I, you know, I think he was tearing his hair out because we were enjoying so much possession, but not actually that final ball just wasn't wasn't good enough, and. Um, you know, Paddy doesn't want balls looped over to the far no. post. That's not not going to do. But occasionally he does. But by and large, he'd rather have it into feet. And, um, and and well, he delivered again, didn't he? So yeah, it was a, it was a terrific victory. I thought as well. I thought the I thought the fans were incredible last night. I mean, I know it, it was it was virtually a full house, wasn't it? But I just thought um, 
I, I get stick sometimes for banging on about the fans and the atmosphere and the famous Cheatland and all this, but it's true. You know, I, I'm not going to stop saying it because it's true. And um, I thought they were like a 12th man last night. And, and Charlie said it himself, you know, to be able to, it didn't matter if we lost the toss because we were kicking towards our fans at both ends. So, um, you know, the fans, I thought, played a huge, huge part last night. And I think they've played a huge part in this running as well. And, and it would have been easy, having had this little wobble, you know, before last night, was it lost four out of six yeah um it would have been easy for the fans to turn perhaps and, and as you as you right said earlier russ i think some of them maybe had you know so there was a bit of melodrama in some of the the reactions but by and large the fans have, have stuck with it and and to get that positive start because you know they've done the march and they come in you know yeah uh, with guns blazing it was it was just a wonderful atmosphere and um oh, and the other thing that that makes you notice it Cut, you know, we're we're a bit longer in the two, so we're probably more used to seeing it because we've we've seen County play in the league and we've seen these big attendances before. But it's when the opposition journalists come along, or Five Live come along, or uh, Radio Manchester turn up and they go, "Blimey, tell you, your fans!" And they all they're all talking about, it, they're all commenting on it. So it's not just me; other people are noticing it and saying, "With support like this, you can't go far wrong." And I think. You know, when you talk about why Mark Stott's invested in Stockport County, the fans should take a lot of credit because they're one of the reasons he's, that that's the potential that he sees in our in our football club. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, just just going, just touching briefly on those that are negative. It is, it is one or two, I only see one or two people, but of course, one person on Twitter equals one thousand fans in the stand, doesn't it? We all know that. Uh, no, it doesn't really. But but it, it's just one or two, and I think most people, like you say, they built up that credit. Absolutely, they have. Um, standout players last night. I mean, for me, and I don't know if you agree with this, but Hippolyte was just off the scale. He's been he's been a revelation. I said to somebody in the in the pub last night. I said, I tell you what, Scunthorpe must have some good left wingers to let him yeah. go and, and look where they are. I just, yeah. I just it doesn't make any sense, does it? I, I can't work out. Obviously, I've not seen Scunthorpe this season. So I have no idea, but um, to be able to let him go is, is just remarkable. I thought he was I thought he was tremendous. I, I would also just mention Andy Cannon though as well because um, I think getting that that box of midfield players in. You know, Sarsovic, Collar, Crowsdale, and Cannon. Um, when I first looked at it, I, I saw the team. I, I, I get it quite early in in the in the day, and uh, I saw it, and I thought, okay, fair enough. But you know, where's where's the goals coming? One recognised striker. Where's the goals coming from? I was a little yeah. bit concerned, but the number of chances we created, absolutely brilliant. And it, and it was that midfield quartet I thought that really carried us through. But you're you're absolutely right to mention to mention Hippolyte, and even you know. Um, Zane's not played a lot of football lately and um, played in that senior cup final win. Um, but this is a whole different ball game. But he comes in and, and I thought he was really, really solid as well. Very athletic really up and down that, yeah. that left-hand side, overlapping. Kino doing the same on the other side. Yeah. Um, yeah. As I said, just it's just that that final ball sometimes when the centre-halves get involved. But um, but other than that, yeah, it was a terrific performance. And you can see exactly what Dave Challoner was thinking um, to do. Um, and, and the tactics were, were terrific. Yeah, newbie as well. I mean, you could you could really mention a lot of them. Ash Palmer. I don't think he. I don't think he lost a header all all game. No. Um, he was he was he was heading them bricks back massively. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was absolute quality, wasn't it, Nick? 
That's so talking of quality, we're pleased to be my oh god, my, my voice is fully going from last night now. It's finally happening. Well, <laughs> talking of quality, we're pleased to remind you this week's podcast is sponsored by Arcade Wow, Stopport's very own manufacturer of oh, Russ has just walked off while I'm doing my thing. Nice of him. Retro style video arcade machines for the home or business, which come with over fifteen thousand games, including classics such as Street Fighter, Space Invaders, and Mortal Kombat. You can see all their machines and even a range of visits to Stockport Showroom at arcadewow.co.uk or see the link in the description on our YouTube page. Contact Arcade Wow for details of your one hundred and forty nine pound discount, courtesy of the Scarf Bagara War. Thanks for leaving me then, Russ. I clicked off and then clicked on for a second and you just walked off and I got really panicky. <laughs> it, was like, it was like when your mum goes off to pay in life. Yeah. <laughs> and you just left on your own. <laughs> Horrible. Don't do that again, mate. No, I won't. I won't. Um, just, 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 John, just to mention as well, we have to, it, Nick's like a, a, a Russian sleeper. So if I mention promotion or quality, he just goes off and does this advert that's like, ingrained in his brain. It's really yeah. good. Yeah, but the, but they're going to get the the money's worth for sponsorship on Sunday at the game, aren't they? Because when Kenny comes over the tannoy and says like promotion, then I'm going to be doing the thing to yes. everyone. Aren't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you um did you spot what we got Kenny to read out last night? Did you spot that one? I I didn't hear it at the time, but I've heard about it since. Yes. Yeah, we just had a we were just having a chat before the game. We we heard that some Wrexham fans might try and uh, get in the away end, so. Um, we said to Kenny, listen, only if we win, don't do it any other circumstances. But if we win, why not say safe journey back to the all those Torquay fans and the Wrexham fans as well? So, um, yeah. <laughs> God love him. God love him. I mean, was there any Wrexham fans in the... I mean, do we know if there was any in there? I mean, if there was, they didn't bring many, did they? I mean... Not a clue. There, uh, there was rumours flying about. There was one or two Welsh accents in Weatherspoons in town, but... <laughs> Other than that, I don't know. I think Welsh people are allowed to live elsewhere, so maybe. <laughs> well, well, maybe fun, funnily enough, <laughs> and fun, a mem- member of the show, Pete Wilson, actually works in that Weatherspoons, him and his mates, and they were they were in there, and one of them is Welsh and from Wrexham. So, <laughs> so, so that's evidence that they are allowed across the border. <laughs> It should be an embargo at the moment, but no. No, but, yeah. uh, no it's it, really it just... on Stockport. Just a good, li- it's just a good line, and we felt it was too good an opportunity to pass up. So um, no, I yeah. felt in that. Um, talking of quality, no, not you. Don't start, Nick. No, talking of quality, uh, the pitch. It's been mentioned today about the the the, um, the quality of the pitch and comparisons drawn from ninety six, ninety seven at this time. This you know during this yeah. sort of that season. I mean. Liam Cash, I, I'm, I'm guessing it, it's just normal grass, and we will get Liam Cash on pre-season to have a pitch update like we do uh, anyway, but it's fantastic, isn't it? The quality of the pitch. It was interesting. When I, when I interviewed Johnny Vaughan a few weeks ago, it was interesting. He mentioned the investment in the pitch, and it, I think it's it's, it's all... Uh, it's, it's nothing that I really understand, if I'm honest. But um, he was talking a lot about the sort of the fertilizer and some of the uh, the compounds that they use and the stuff that they're putting in the pitch is being quite expensive. So there's been some big, big investment um, in the playing surface. But you're absolutely right, Russ. I think when you look at it, you can see where that investment's gone. And um, it's interesting. Again, I was watching uh, Wrexham had their they got a new pitch in October, so mid, you know, mid-season, which right. it's, it's not, it's an odd thing to do. It's a strange thing to do. And I was watching, they've obviously got used to it now. And I'm not this look, this isn't me looking for excuses, but I did think 
particularly I was watching Connor Jennings. He, he just couldn't seem to keep his foot in on the pitch at the racecourse ground. And it's a pitch that he's played on many times before, but obviously not with this, this playing surface. And I, I just thought it was quite noticeable how often our players were falling over. Paddy, you know, he had that chance where his studs then seemed to get stuck in the turf. And it was, I, I don't think it was the greatest. So they've relayed it. It's not, it, it's not, it's, whether it's not taken as well, I'm not sure. However, our pitch, I mean, if you can't play football on that, you can't play football at all. So, um, yeah, Liam's just a, he's a genius. I mean, you know, you, you've seen his work in the past. We know what he's capable of and, and he's, he's delivered once again. But as I say, the club has, has backed him in terms yeah. of expenditure on the pitch. So I think that's important to, to note as well. Um, when, he, when he goes and asks for stuff, he gets it. And, and, and do you know what? I'm hearing that from a lot of the staff. I, I talked to, obviously, Richard Landon's a big pal of mine, and and he says it's great at the minute. You know, if you need something, they, they trust you. Go and get it. If you need, if you say you need it, just go and get it. And um, whereas I remember, I mean, obviously when I was on the board for that period with you know Gary and Richard and Simon and and Steve and everybody, um, Chris Bramwell, brilliant days. But you know, if somebody has to spend. 50 quid on something there'd be a proper board meeting about it before, before they do it. you know if lando wants to go and buy a bench coat for somebody you know oh hang on hang on have we not got one in the back and oh it's just it's just so different so different it's great to see it's brilliant yeah and i think one of the key things that they did i don't know if liam i know liam was part of it i'm not sure if he asked for it but they dug out the uh old rugby posts didn't they so that voodoo's gone thank god yeah um but it, I think uh, it's not, yeah, you're right. It's the last vestige of any link with them. So uh, yeah, 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 and it allows us to play. Not, not... Neil's Neil's divorce and his groovy voodoo. I saw them at the uh, free trade hall. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, but the, the the playing service allows us to play the football that Chaloner wants us to play, doesn't it? As well. So it it, it, uh, it which which is even more remarkable that because we've got the best away record in the league. I think I think we still have. I'm not checked for a while. Um, yeah, yeah. So it, I, it's just unbelievable. It's just it, yeah. you know the, the the season we've had. Um, onto Halifax. Is there anything more about Torquay that I've missed, by the way, and about the Torquay game? I think coming down, mate. I think you know. I, I, again, I keep stats during the game, and I think I, I, I logged eighteen attempts on goal from us and three from them, of wow. which none were on target. Ben didn't make a save, mm. so. Um, it, it's it was one of those nights where anything other than a, a win for us would have been a, an absolute disgrace. So, um, yeah, really, really good victory against a side that you know they come into it. You think they've, they've probably got nothing really to play for because mm. you know, they're just they're going to be mid table. They can't they can't get into the playoffs. So um, they could play with a bit of freedom. And um, yeah, I, I just thought it was a really good performance. And if we replicate that at the weekend, we've got no problem. Yeah. Yeah, I was a bit puzzled why the keeper went up at the end, trying, but just for pride, I guess. Just that's just professionalism, trying to get a goal at the end. Yeah, they've got nothing to play for, you know. It was it was a bit baffling, especially when you're down to ten men as well. But um, yeah, yeah, fair dues, fair dues. Oh yeah, quick mention for the uh, Bradford City remembrance as well. That was a really nice touch on the scoreboard. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I noticed it's been noticed by other other fans of other clubs as well because the pitches have been doing the rounds. So. Um, that's again something good that the club have got right, which is which is fantastic. Um, it is, and, and, and funny enough, David Felgate, who used to be our goalkeeping coach, you remember him, and, and yeah, of course yeah. Jordan Felgate um, took over from him. Dave Felgate was actually the the goalkeeper for Lincoln that day, and I've talked to him since about about wow. the parade. And um, 
he, he, I mean, it's sort of tragic comic because he, he was he tells this story. He says that um, it was behind him in the corner, and he was aware of a bit of commotion. Then he looked round, he saw the flames starting, and the referee's like, "Come on, get everybody off the pitch!" So he heads off, and then realizes he's left a bag with these really expensive gloves in the back of the net. So he runs back to get these gloves, but as he's doing that, he looks up and he's like, "Oh my god!" It was and even now, when he talks about it, he, he can get quite emotional about it, as as you would. I mean, yeah, of course. You know, Fifty six people went to a football match to watch to watch, you know, Bradford and Lincoln, and and, and never came home. Absolutely horrendous. So, um, a lot of lessons learned. I know, you know, we all laugh when Kenny's doing his, you know, it's a no smoking stadium, including e cigarettes. But you know, that's how it all started. Those old wooden stands and and, and the discarded cigarettes. Absolutely tragic. But. But yeah, so there's a county connection to uh, to that day as well. Um, but yeah, I thought the club we are very, I mean, you know, I think we are very good at things like that. You know, we, we always yeah. we always get the right tone. I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I don't I don't know if you see much of this, but we we do get a lot of love from other fans in the football league saying that. I suppose it's because of stuff like that, not just because of stuff like that, but everything that surrounds it. You know how good we are as a fan base, the kind of crowds we get, and the, the structure we've got. Mm. They say they want us to come up. The, the, yeah. the, you know they're saying you know we'd like you to be up because you you're a, you're a, you're a, you're a football league standard club which is which is really nice really nice to see people say that about Chesterfield Wrexham Grimsby and and all those yeah. as well um, they don't mean it when they say it about them though <laughs> they, just, they yeah. say it more about us yeah they say it more about us yeah. again as <laughs> I say you can it's totally true. mean it but it's true the journalists it like you know like last night there was you know Gary was there from the Sun he's a county fan we've got Ollie Holt writing for the Mail he's a obviously a county fan as well and. Um, Jacko was there from Radio Manchester. I've not seen for a long time. Five Live were there, and um, and it's great that we can still attract these people. You know, it's um, it's just a reminder of, of, of how big the club is. Yeah, definitely. Um, Halifax on Sunday, then obviously the big one. Um, any, any, any. I don't know when you do your research, but is there anything that we sh- is there anything that's going to scare us that we should look out for? We've we just had Luke on before from uh, Talking Shaman. He, mm. he he predicted a 2-0 win for Halifax. So. When we say talking shaman, he's not just a really, really big fan of Ebenezer Good. He's, uh, <laughs> he's a Halifax podcaster. Well, I mean, what I would say, what was interesting is Pete Wilde was there last night and I saw him, he's in the main stand last night. And um, I, I, did, well, I didn't speak to him, but Sam had a quick word with him and... Um, I noticed he's, he's made some comments today sort of talking about their approach to the game. And he's saying that um, they're not going to sit back. They're, they're going to take the game to us because they need a win to, to clinch third, which obviously, you know, that, that they do. Um, they need a, a better result than, than Solihull. Um, so he says they're going to go for it. And, and to be quite honest, I hope they do, because I, th- I think if that's their approach, to the game, well, two things. One, it'll be a really good game of football. But two, we'll probably win because we'll be able to pick them off then. You know, the, we we're very good, I think, at setting traps for teams, and when we do that, and then start playing through the lines and get, you know, we are. That's when we're at our absolute finest. When we're forced to go long, and teams just sit in, I do think we find it more of a struggle. Um, so, yeah, if if Pete is is telling the truth, um, and that's going to be their approach to the game, then uh, yeah, I hope they do that because it'll it'll play into our hands if that's the case. In terms of their. Um, their form, their away forms, actually, what's let them down? They were top in January. If you if you look back at the, the league table in January, they were top of the table. But since then, they've had a real dip in their away form. The home form's been tremendous, as you expect. At the shade, they're just mm. I mean, 
they pretty much win every week. Um, but away from home, they've struggled. I think, I think I'm right in saying it might be just three wins in 12 or 13, something like that. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's not, it's not great away form. So um, that should give us some encouragement. And as I say, if they, if they take that approach and they're as aggressive as, as Pete Wilds is suggesting, um, that, I'd be surprised. I'd be very surprised if they do that. But they're a, I think it'll be a good game of football because they're not. They don't rely on a you know a big front man. They're not going to. They're not going to lump it because they've got Billy Waters. They've got Matty Warburton. They've got players who are not particularly uh, great in the air. Jordan Slew, uh, Harvey Gilmore's playing on the left side now. Um, but they they also have the best. The, if I'm worried about anything, they've also got the best defensive record in our league. Yeah. So that would be a, a concern. I think we've only let in 33 goals in. 43 games. Their defensive record's actually better than ours, so um, they may well be tough to break down. So it might be a bit of kidology from Pete Wilde, I'm not sure. Yeah, so you hope, well, I'd say hopefully. I mean, Luke said that, and I don't know who knows best, Luke or, or Pete Wilde. I mean, you know, Jory's out there, but he said that he'd expect us to have lots of the ball and they would play on the break. Um, yes, but you, I'd expect that. Yeah, but because, you, because you've mentioned their defensive record obviously the best defense in the league we don't necessarily we're not very, we're not very clinical should we say are we in the final third and last night showed that as well no. um so i'm expecting a really really tight match i hope i'm wrong and, and we, we it's a comfortable three nil win and we can all cheer off into the sunset but i, I don't know do you, I, to be honest with you russ it'll be this will be typical county won't it what will happen we'll probably lose but Wrexham will drop points at Dagenham, <laughs> yeah. because that's not an easy place yeah. to go. Um, and we'll end up getting, you know, winning the title by default by losing. It'll be something like that. There's gonna be there's gonna be some mad twist, isn't there? It's not it's not gonna be straightforward because it never it's no. counted. It, it, we've been watching far too long to expect it all to be a, just a routine win and we take the title and that's the end of it. It's, there'll be all sorts going on. But um hey, look, that's we've been waiting eleven years for big games, haven't we? And, and finally they've come along. So um it's great. It's great. It's not going to do my heart rate any good if it if it if it isn't straightforward. And I think, no. I, I, you know, I think th I said it before. Uh, this is a I've I've had a really not really tough time of it. It's the most football is the most important thing of the least important things in life, isn't it? But yeah. it's been difficult in a footballing sense for me. It's the it's the worst time I've had and the best time I've had uh, being a county fan. And because it's so important that we get back into the football league, I'll relax once we get there. But we're coming down to it now. This is like it's the eye of the storm, isn't it? Mm. Sunday is the eye of the storm. It really is, and I think the eye um... of the tiger, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think it's. Um, I, I'm just so pleased we're in it. You know, at Christmas, mm. who'd have predicted this? Um, yeah, Dave Challoner has worked miracle. Not not just Dave Clint Hill. Uh, Dave Conlon as well behind the scenes, Schwan, everybody involved. They, they, it's absolutely fantastic what they've done, and um, I'm, I'm so pleased for Dave because he's, he's he's a fantastic bloke. He's a serial promotion winner though, and that's why, you know, as soon as there was a question mark about Simon Rusk, I was so keen that we we went and approached him, tried to to get him to come because, um, yeah, I mean, his record speaks for itself, doesn't it? It's remarkable, and I mean, you know. Assuming if everything goes our way on Sunday, to have won promotion two years running with two different clubs from the same division, and we know how hard this division is to get out of, that's phenomenal at any level. But I say what the, the, you're always looking at the black side. Um, we were chatting in the pub last night and saying, you know, the Forest Green fella going to Watford, 
it's it's not beyond the bound. You know, a team, I don't know, I can't think of it. Nottingham Forest, somebody like that suddenly decides yeah. we need a new manager. Yeah. I, I, I'm not touting him by any stretch yeah, of imagination, but the biggest, biggest, the hardest challenge is going to be holding on to Dave Challenge. That'll be the toughest challenge of all. Yeah. And then Sorry, second, no, 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 but second to that is probably hanging on some of the players. I mean, I think I think we mentioned it. Was it last week, Dick, where we said there was some of these players that could be going for seven figures if if they carry on on the trajectory and we get up? And um, there's, there's definitely that. Uh, James Somerset says, the "Eyes of the storm are usually the calmest bit." All right, smart ass. This, Jesus, this is just indicative <laughs> of the mass breakdown that's going on right now. People are just li- we need a holiday, people. Brilliant, you've got a meteorologist listening. Brilliant, I know. Well done, I know. <laughs> is it because we is it because we mentioned Fred Talbot at the start of the show? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's the crescendo, isn't it? It's the it's 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 the most important part, and I'm I'm uh, yeah. Not, not in a good place, should we say? I'll be, I'll be happy when we go. So if, if we're using theatre, if you're using theatre terminology, it's the final act, and we can all go out and have a piss soon. Go and have a piss and have a cigarette. It'll be all right. Uh, I love it. I love it. Um, right, John. Thank you so much for coming on. We're going to do some admin now. Do you want to stay around for the admin? I mean, if you don't mind, I'm, I'm down in London and I've, I've got to go and get me dinner. So <laughs> right. I've not had anything to eat yet. So I love the fact he's always got a wild story every time he comes on. Just to get out, yeah. Last time it was having the builders in. This time he's going off to meet the Queen. <laughs> I, I don't think I'll meet the Queen, but yeah. I, yeah, so I'm down in London. I'm, I'm going to Buckingham Palace tomorrow. So uh, nice. I'm really excited about it. It's going to be, I'm taking a, a 97-year-old veteran called Joe, a D-Day veteran. I'm taking him to Buckingham Palace tomorrow. So I'm really Really, really excited to be doing that. But um, but what I've got to do before that is tonight. I've got to I've got to do that thing where um, you go into a restaurant on your own and order your dinner and look like a right sadder. Um, <laughs> yeah. Take take a copy of the Evening Standard in with you, so try and be really interested in yeah. the, in the football. <laughs> but I'll tell you, actually, getting a hotel room's been a nightmare because Thingy's playing. It's North London derby, isn't it tonight? Which I didn't know. Um, so getting a hotel room because obviously all the locals are all staying in the hotels, all the ones from en- Enfield and Chingford and Tokyo and <laughs> Berlin. So it's honestly getting a room has been a nightmare. But um, anyway, I'm here. But I, yeah, I'm hopeful. Hopefully, I can get. Now it's kicked. It's probably just kicked off, hasn't it? So I might be all right to get some well, dinner. Yeah. Spurs have just got a goal up. Having oh, well, penalty. Man. See, take that still in. I'm after your job, mate. As well as your manager. <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you don't mind, guys, yeah, I'm well, going to leg it. No, abs- no, absolutely fine. Thank you so much for coming on. It's always a pleasure, and uh, awesome. we'll get you back on at some point in the football league. It's great yeah. to see you. All the very best, boys. We'll right. see you on, on Sunday. Sunday. Right. We'll do. We'll Cheers, John. Right. Cheers. Don't see worry. you later. Cheers, Bye. guys. Ta da. You see, he went just ah. before I pressed my button then, and that that's that's not right. I want I wanted it to be seamless. Oh. I, wanted oh, yeah. it, I wanted it to be the way I wanted it to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Phil Lloyd says JK Vet, great value again. Yeah, absolutely. That was good that. Um and Luke before him as well. So um yeah, what a cracking show we've had. Um yeah, should we do some admin? Admin. It's the best bit of the night. Um, I'm coming up again now. I'm coming up again after oh, yeah. like 
Yeah, I've been aching all day from like yesterday, but now, but now I'm I'm kind of coming up again. I'm all ready for. I might go out in a minute and get ready for Halifax. So and get down to well, the ocean in a minute. Yeah, well, if you're if you're off for all week, I mean, make the most of it, innit? Yeah, yeah. That's young ones. Right, Andy, at the ocean. Get the zombies on the go, mate. I'll be there in about an hour and a half, and then I'm just <laughs> staying through to through to Sunday afternoon because because we'll be there Sunday afternoon, won't we, Russell? Yes, we will. We're going to be there from twelve till two. I was going to talk to you about this. Are we going to be there though? Because I want it to be a celebration. You know, we've gone up and we can interview people. It's going but... to be a celebration. It, it's good. It's going to be good. It's, it's cool, okay. man. It's cool. right. Well, let's, we, we let's can do just it. we can just drink anyway and 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 do a bit, can't we? Yeah, fair days. Okay, so we'll be in Notion from twelve till two on Sunday. Never, I never thought I'd have to talk you into it. But just... <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it's just the fact that we've not won it yet, and it's a bit. I feel a bit. St- well, I'm not going to go into it again. You know how I feel. Everybody knows how I feel. Um, I, I know how you feel. I, I feel. <laughs> I feel sick, mate. I feel absolutely sick. I've not. I've not had a proper poo for ages. Like, you know, you know, like a normal poo. Yeah, you mean like a solid one. Let's not. Let's, let's not. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Phil Lloyd again, friend of the show. What's the plan for Notion on Sunday? Well, we're going to be there twelve till Drink. two. Drink. Uh, I'll have I'll have the equipment set up. Um, probably go live, and I'll just Pete. If you're if you're there, come and talk to me. Nick's going to be drinking. It's, I don't know. You'd be agreeing with somebody somewhere else. Well, you're in the same room, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but J- Jonathan the Geordie Hatter will be there as well to step Perfect. in. Well, I'm yes. just off, off agreeing with people. I'm like just going to go around the marketplace agreeing with people. <laughs> um, so that's what we'll do. If you're in there and you're a county fan and you watch the show, or even if you don't watch the show, you can come on and we'll have a chat. Um, no, no, don't come on if you don't watch the show because you won't you won't get Russ's jokes because R- Russ uses humour as a defence mechanism. So. <laughs> 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 to disguise so we'll... his poor mental health. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um... So that's it. Uh, also, if we do go up, which is looking more and more likely, we've got a special event next Thursday, week today. You need the Fan Hub app to attend that event. Yes, you do. That, that will be yeah, at the King's Tap, and we've got to organise it very, very quickly, but it will be happening if we go up on Sunday. Yes. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm, uh, half of me is excited. The other half of me just wants to die. Yeah. The other half of me is just like walking around the rough part of Moss Side at like midnight, just hoping someone will stab me, just so <laughs> I don't have to. I don't have to suffer this interminable pain. It's horrible. Last night was horrible. Last night, I, until we scored, I was just yeah. Oh, I was chewing my nails. I, was, I couldn't. I couldn't watch like the last ten minutes. I had to turn around. I was. And people were laughing at me. I was right. I was biting my nails and then getting called out for it. Stop biting your nails by my wife's cousin. Are you biting your nails? It's like, oh yeah. No, I, I'm a serial nail biter. I've got I've got horrible fingers. That's why women don't fancy me. Because you've got horrible fingers. Yeah, I can see. See, let's not go there. Come on, let's keep let's keep it a family friendly <laughs> show. <laughs> um, that. So that's the live show. Um, yeah, next Thursday. I think it's the nineteenth. If we go up, there will be a live show. You need the Fan Hub app. Can't say anything more than that. Um, and we've got a very special guest that's going to be joining us. Um, Nick, Hatter's Half Marathon. Do you want to do a bit on that? Hatter's Half Marathon. It is on... I'll get the date out again. So, it is on Sunday, the 4th of September, which is mercifully still 
like nearly four months away, which is making me feel better about the whole thing. I'm gonna admit. So the race starts at Esley Park and follows the River Mersey to Northern and forms a loop at Ford Lane before returning to the finish in Alexandra Park. It's twenty-two English pounds for affiliated UK athletics runners. It's part of a club. I'm not part of a club, so that's that's gonna come back to haunt me in a minute. That line. Um. £24 for non-affiliated runners. And they're also looking for volunteer marshals. All profits go towards Danny Bagara's statue. So go to hattershalf.co.uk to sign up and get in touch with John Giles if you want to be a marshal. And that leads on, I'm going to be one of the Hatters heroes. I think it's Danny's heroes this year. But yeah. What it? It, it's, it's part of my... I want, I want to do the trajectory of like football podcaster to radio DJ to that guy who died doing a half marathon. So right, I'm, right. I'm well, well on the way there. So thank you to the co-op for uh, happily paying for me to do it. <laughs> for facilitating that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Cheers, lads. Nice one. Um, you can get the... You can have your 24 quid back off my widow at the funeral. That'll be a... Just, just be a fun conversation for me. This is to have. I'm really, really excited. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to chronicle my progress by way of like some videos on here and stuff. And I imagine the co-op will be one, because I, th- I think that's on the proviso on which I've done it, I think, is that I'll tell the co-op right. about my progress. So they, right. they don't want to know what I had from IT last night. I'm just, I'm just really worried I'm going to have to go in the co-op board meeting and they'll be like, right, what have you had for your tea this week? <laughs> and, then just, and then they'll just take take my entry off me. And say, no, no, this, this is going to... This is going to Russ's cousin. He's going to wear a dinosaur suit. <laughs> oh, yeah, Mark, yeah. <laughs> oh, he probably would do it as well, mate. i tell you what, he would do it if he, he would. He'd wear anything, uh, would Mark. Um, Mark Love we're talking about, and I think he does watch, so hello, Mark. Um, yeah, I think that's it for that. I mean, if you haven't already liked the show, we're on 51 likes. Please do like the show and subscribe. Um, I'll, if you're watching it back, uh, do us a super thanks. Click that button and uh, donate if you super want. Super thanks, so super thanks. Yeah, like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's the album, Nick? There is one there. It's not very oh. well lit, but the album this week is "The Streets." A grand don't come for free. And do you know why I picked that? Because no. promotion doesn't come for free. You've got to bloody earn it, Rusty. You have. You have. Yeah. I think I've had the streets up there before. But if, if you like the streets, the streets are the type of thing you'll be playing on your show, I'd imagine, on Greater Manchester's Real Rock Radio on a Sunday. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, my show, Real Rock Radio, the indie classic rock show on Sunday, one till two, repeated Friday, four till five. Although I say that, it doesn't, it didn't get repeated last Friday, four till five. But I, I don't know. Uh, whenever Tony fancies repeating it, I guess. But it is, it is Sunday, one till two. Um, so I play all of the old indie classics uh, like Stone Roses, Oasis, Coral. I felt uh, like I should have been doing a hey after each one. Then. <laughs> Early Arcade Fire, The Strokes, hey, yeah, hey. <laughs> all that kind of stuff. And then straight after me, it's you, Nick. It's me. It's me with new indie. So new Arcade Fire, <laughs> new, new new Strokes, new, new Liam Gallagher. <laughs> yeah, new Liam Gallagher, new Coral. So it's it's all like, oh no no it's it's not just that I, I play 
some big indie heavyweights and their new stuff, but there's also the best of signed and unsigned new stuff. And I might even do a gig guide. I, oh. I might even I might even be like, oh, yeah, here's, here's some gigs you could all go to if you didn't have a gas bill to pay for. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Uh, I oh, although I did, I did the station manager Tony did tell me no politics. It wasn't like a warning; it was just on the list when I said yeah, I'd do it. Yeah, yeah, things not chart, Yeah, things yeah. not to say, not to not to go into. How, how was that for yeah. you reading that that list? Uh, it, it said like it was like no no, uh, no religion. I was like, oh no, oh because I was gonna do. I was gonna like I thought this. I've been doing a podcast. It's like an expose of the Catholic Church. Everything they'd be getting up to, and thought, well, this would be the place to finally upload this podcast. But Tony <laughs> did none of it. He's like, right, Nick, can you just play Liam Gallagher and shut up? And that's what I do. Nice. Oh. Um, right. I think that's it. Yeah. HB has said, pleasure to finally meet you in person last night, Nick, you handsome fella. I'll give you the tenor for adding handsome fella to that. Anyway, yeah. Great work again, Harry, last night. Good. And and uh Harry was Harry was very much the one rousing the troops late on up in upper tier three as well. He was there uh, getting it getting it going because it was starting to get a bit bit jittery. Yeah. Um that's why the... our podcast last week is called The Jitters. I don't know if you've noticed. I, I, know, could, I couldn't yeah. go back and, and listen. Normally I go back to listen to find a phrase to make as a title, but I was that jittery that I couldn't go back and do it. So Yeah, fair, fair play. Um yeah, and just to remind everybody as well, for the Halifax game, every, Hatters 83 want you to be your seats early because there's a massive display that's going to happen. Um, and also, just so some tourists don't sit there. That's, I mean, that's an added bonus, isn't it? <laughs> some absolute yeah. tourists getting from oh. the flask. If someone's sat in your seat and they've got a thermos flask, you have <laughs> our permission to just kick, kick the shit out of them. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it was good uh, last uh, last night as well. Just to just to touch on it again, um, there was load. I'm not. There was loads of young kids sat around me. I, I sit in my normal seat every week. They, they, they obviously no, don't sit there all the time, but it's good to see so many youngsters attending. Uh, like the next generation, it really is good. Um, oh well, that. they, they were they were in they... my seat when I got there, and they were really annoying. So I said, "Oh, go and annoy someone else." And they said, hey. And I said, "Well, Russ Johnson, he's an upper tier one." Or sit in your own seats. Yeah. Is that yeah? Uh, anyway, let's not talk about that. Let's not let's not ruin the mood because we're all up for Halifax on Sunday. Hopefully, it is the um, hopefully it's the last game we ever face in the football uh, in the in the non-league. I mean, I, I've had absolutely nothing tonight, so God knows what next week's going to be like if if we do it. Should we? Ju- should we just? Uh... Do a video of me and you spooning <laughs> to like the, the sound of the Cheadle End Choir on a loop, and then we'll just upload that as next week's podcast. Uh... <laughs> no, you, but... you, you breastfeed you breastfeeding me. It's it's. I mean, I've, 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 I want to save it for when we actually go up, but it's it's going to be it's going to be an emotional time. It really is, certainly for. I don't know about everybody else, but I'm probably going to get really emotional. I'm th- I'm getting it now, thinking about it. So, I'm, let's shall we just cut the show now? 
before yeah. before we uh... because ne- next week we're going to have all the emotions of that of whatever of however things have unfolded as well as the emotions of like thanking the people who've helped us out throughout the season. That's going to be quite an emotional thing as well. So we've made a lot of new friendships. We have. We have. See, no matter what happens in a football, friendships the real winner. Friendship is truth. You yeah. can't take that away from me. Um, no, it, it is. It is. <laughs> I'm listening. Uh, <laughs> um, but what I tell you, what we will do. We mentioned it. We've been messaging, haven't we? What we will do is we will um, we'll do some voting for some awards for voting and things. So, um, like best best limb, best away match, best limbs, all that kind of stuff. We'll do some voting for that. That'll keep us occupied, won't it? After the uh, when the season's ended. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna. I'm, can you put me in like a box of straw, like a blue Peter tortoise, like when it all finishes? <laughs> <laughs> just for, just until like mid July. Yeah, that might be a good idea to have a couple of weeks off. To be fair, because this is uh, it's really taking out on me. Um, right, it's been an absolute pleasure as always talking to you, Nick, and being by your side and you being by my side. It's just been nice. It's nice knowing you, man. Just, it's just uh, every day that I wake up in this world where I, I'm one of Russ Johnson's fans is a fantastic day. See, you have to ruin it, don't you? You have to ruin it by saying stupid. You, I'm your like biggest that. fan. That's what we'll do with the summer. We'll do our own uh, parody of misery, and y- y- you can be the talk <laughs> the genius artist who's uh, crashed in the snow, and I'll be the uh, the weirdo who uh, imprisoned you. <laughs> Fine, fine. Yeah, right. it's, it's good that we've got stuff in the pipeline, isn't it? Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, are... let's, let's really hope we can do the live show next week. Always, always looking for new content, aren't we? Right, I'm going to go. Thank you to everybody for watching, whether you've listened on the uh, podcast, on the audio, or whether you watch live or you've watched back. Um, you make this show because if you, you don't listen and watch, then we don't make it, and that's that's kind of how it works. So thank you, everybody. Um for that and we will see you in notion on sunday and hopefully it's a good day okay cheers everybody bye TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
You in at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.